0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... It's Gator. And we have a special guest with us today. Very special. We have have Ryan Gonzalez from the world-famous St. Louis Landmark Hill Cigar Company.
1: How's it going, guys? It's
0: good. How are you, Ryan?
2: Good. Just living the dream over here. There you go. Living the dream. So, Ryan... I like that shirt, by the way. Thank you. For the uh listeners, tell them what you're wearing.
1: Uh I'm wearing a uh Asylum thirteen shirt that looks very identical to uh The Punisher, which by the way, the movie was filmed in my hometown, Tampa, Florida.
0: The one with um John Travolta? Yeah,
1: the shitty one. Yeah.
0: See, I liked uh what's his face? Um God damn it. The one who the one who played uh Who's the one who played the Punisher? In that one. That was um Thomas Jane.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: Thomas Jane was good. I like Thomas I Jane. I mean,
1: John Travolta, to I mean, me, just ruins everything, man.
0: Yeah, John Travolta was less than stellar, but Thomas Jane was pretty good. He was good Ooh, in Wild you Hogs. Could, you could take Thomas Jane and put him in the MCU, and I'd have been happy.
1: John Travolta was very swordfish in The Punisher. Yes. So when you watch both movies, it's, like, it's almost yeah. like a spin-off of the other no, one. No, you're right. Well, see,
0: now, okay. now we're getting into what I like to do with movies.
2: Oh, where God.
0: that character, that actor is the same person throughout everything they do in their career. You have to find a way to link everything in their career together. So the one I like to use the most, it's the most clear example that people can. I'm understand. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm <laughs> <a little apologize laughs> no, the, the one I like to use the most, the most clear example everyone can understand is um, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Okay? OK, so it starts off 1984. He's a cop in New York and he get, has to go to the cell to get the Ghostbusters out to bring him to the mayor because weird shit's going on on the island, and a, a whole island's going crazy. Right? Yep. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Well, he was like, fuck this. There's ghosts in New York. I'm out of here. I'm going clear to California. So he's living the high life out in California as a cop, When all of a sudden, <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza. Okay. And he has to, like, you know. Save Bruce Willis' Save Bruce Willis's ass and all that and everything like that goes down. Well, witness it, protection kicks in at that point witness protection kicks in I've heard the story a they lot They ship him to Chicago and he becomes a beat cop All out he there. know all he knows is to be a beat cop so he you know becomes a beat cop in Chicago and he lives next door to this nerdy little kid That sounds like a terrible movie man I'm going to be honest but with you That's I, a, that's, I get a, it. that's the TV but show But that's just the premise the premise is that everything's connected
1: Okay yeah <laughs> So <laughs> now you,
0: you can branch it off and like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, anybody. They're always connected. It's always weird when they die and everything, though. Then you got to figure out how to make that happen.
1: Do you think Burt Reynolds would be another one that kind of just does, like, the
2: same shit in every movie? No. Yeah, but he's dead now. Is he? he dead? I think, I think
0: he's dead. Did Burt Reynolds die and I, I missed it? To the Google. Did he? I didn't know
2: that. Yeah, I don't R- know. He's dead.
0: I mean, I guess it's possible. Why are you guys speaking all of the dead? I didn't know he was dead. I don't know. Let me look it up.
2: I could be wrong. God knows I have been before.
1: I mean, he looked dead for a while. They just forgot to bury him. I no, think.
0: Oh, he was really sick for a while, was okay. he? Well, anyway, while Jeff is looking up whether <laughs> Burt Reynolds is alive or dead, we uh, we're going to be smoking the Casa Cuba Fina Toro today. This is uh, brought to us by Arturo Fuente, and it is a like I said, it is a Toro, so it measures what? He, six by, the by the way, six by fifty-two. It has a Ecuadorian wrapper and a Dominican Republic binder and filler.
2: Burt Reynolds was born in February 11th, 196 oh, I'm sorry, 1936, in Lansing, Michigan, and died September 6, 2018, at Jupiter, Florida. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. So we are Burt Reynolds Okay. All
0: well, right. R.I.P. Now, R- now we know. R- no R- more P. cannonball run for us. No. No, no more. So. Long long live Burt. We'll dedicate this cut in honor of (laughs) Burt. This is for Smokey and the Bandit. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Perfect. It is now time to cut the cigar. I haven't even got mine out of the cellophane. Of course you haven't, because why would he?
2: Sucker's in there. That's what she said. (laughs) I like him. (laughs) It's going to go great.
0: Uh, Can I borrow your cutter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's going to come up later, but I'll wait for that. Okay. I'll wait for that. So in the meantime, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us the, the elevator speech. By the way, this stick was Ryan's pick. It was. We As we covered earlier. Okay. You don't I should listen. pay attention. You don't listen to the show. The cast, Even yeah. when you're doing it.
2: You he was doing listen. the uh,
1: Smokey and the Bandit segment. I was. Uh, okay. He was okay. distracted. Um. Yeah, no, thanks for trusting uh, in me to pick this one out. Uh, this is a personal favorite of mine. Um, I'm, uh, I've am i been at the Hill Cigar uh, in St. Louis now for um, about four months. I moved here from uh, Tampa, Florida. I was previously a sales rep for a small company uh, out of the Dominican named uh, Geronimo. So I'm changing it up a little bit. You know, I got into retail now. You know, being from Tampa, uh, I smoked a lot of Fuente, a lot of Oliva, so... Luckily, uh, you know, Tim and Jessica and Jody, uh, here at the Hill have really helped me just like broaden my horizons and try new stuff out. And, um, really just, I think finally opened me up to like the entire industry of cigars and kind of like the things that I've been missing out on. It's just, you know, being Cuban from Tampa, it's kind of like religion to smoke Fuente. And if you don't, (laughs) you know, you might die by firing squad. Just kidding. But yeah. And they're all wearing those hats. Yes. Those Carlito hats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a part of the uniform, I guess. But um, so, yeah, St. Louis has been great. I'm happy to be in the retail side of things. Uh, I think to sum it up, some of the best life advice I've gotten uh, is over a cigar. Some of the worst I've given has been (laughs) (laughs) too. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, it works
1: both ways. But, um, no, being able to. Just meet some new people, um, you know, especially you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been uh, awesome, so I've really been enjoying
0: it. Yeah. So now that you've you've been in St. Louis for a little while, aside from the weather, because, I mean, that's yeah an easy one, what are some obvious, notable differences, some things between here and Tampa that maybe you're just like that really stand out? I would say,
1: uh, preferring to the cigar scene, I would say it's a lot more laid back around here. From the uh, small stint I had as a rep, I've noticed that, the Florida industry is very cutthroat, very dominant. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it it gets pretty crazy down here. People are just, uh, a little bit more laid back. Um, I noticed a lot of shops around here, you know, put out uh, a good word for, you know, every other shop. It just, I get more of like a family vibe up here and that's nothing against Tampa, but, um, you know, when, uh, your name's Cigar City for so many years, um, I think it kind of gets to people's heads around there and, uh, at one point, uh, a think, higher level of competition perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a immense, uh, Hispanic population in Florida. So, you know, I mean, I would think in my personal opinion because of that, um, cigars are a really serious deal down there. So, uh, it's just ingrained in the culture. It's just ingrained in the culture. Yeah. I mean, you know, myself growing up in a Cuban family, uh, you know, my, uh, my grandmother smoked cigars. I mean, you know, she keep me from going outside because i would always be getting into shit and getting in trouble and <laughs> you know making me uh make her an espresso and lighten her cigar and you know i'll be honest with you when i was a kid i was like man that's disgusting but uh i think it was just ingrained in me it's like you know when my dad used to make me listen to shitty music when i was a kid like <laughs> what is the who what is what? acdc <laughs> what, what <the> oh. <laughs> you just hurt just so yeah you did I but i've that. changed since then i've grown up and kind of realized that you know i appreciate those things it uh Especially moving now, it brings me back to home, you know. Especially like a cigar like this, you know, this brings me back to Tampa, so I'm happy I'm
2: smoking it. So, as you light up there, what do you get on your stick, Nick? Hmm. I did not do the cold draw or the cold, cold draw retro hail <laughs> that I have made famous. No,
0: I did just choke on it, though. You did? Um, did you do a hail or just in general? Just I attempted briefly, but then it, 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 ab- it, abort, it abort, fell apart yeah. very harshly there. I'll get back to it in a minute. Um... I don't know. There's um, there's a spice component. Yeah, I'm getting that. There's a spice component to it. It's smooth. Beautiful band. Oh, Fuente makes nice bands. Yeah, Santiago. Although this one's a little different. It's not, it doesn't have the Arturo Fuente name like plastered all
1: over it. Yeah, I mean, seeing as like the blend is, and you know the name Casa Cuba, I think they're really going for that Cuban vibe here.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned something off air, and you may have said it on air, and you know I don't <laughs> pay attention. Um, but you said this was actually the last <coughs> cigar? Yes, that um, Carlito Fuente uh, blended before
0: he uh, passed away. Um, Carlito or Carlos? Uh, Carlos. I apologize. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I just saw Carlito the other week at TPE. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he made it home, right? We had zombies. <laughs> I better not go back to Tampa. I do have
1: people knocking on my door. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you say? The, you killed yeah, Carlito. Yeah, you
0: killed Carlito. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, They'll find you up here.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a couple friends in the business uh, still, and I've, you know, heard uh, through the grapevine that this was, in fact, um, a cigar, one of the last ones, if not the last one that he blended before he passed away. Okay. Um, I know there is a lot of listings, uh, you know, on the internet as far as research as to what wrapper is used, but I have heard, I can't say who, but um, that... Uh, Carlos, uh, Fuente actually had like a special stash of different kinds of rappers. Um, so it's said that he kind of just grabbed stuff here and there and finally threw something together. And it's kind of like not really known exactly what rapper was used. So that's just kind of like an urban myth that I've heard. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of like his, uh, his last stamp on the world before he left us, you know, unfortunately. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, fine. Good stick.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so... um Am I
2: wrong here is it got just a little bit right. of a uh, box press to it. You know... It
0: seems a little squared. It is a little... Yeah. A little squared. It's it's a really soft box press. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not well-defined. Good-looking stick, good burn. It is. Yeah. I like the so, construction. So, uh, you were saying that when you were down in Tampa, you smoked a lot of Fuentes and a couple other brands I know you mentioned.
1: Yeah, Oliva uh, Fuente. Yeah.
0: So, now that you were up in this area and you're at the hill what are you smoking now
1: Ooh, that's a loaded question um yeah i'm still making my way around the humidor uh i would say some of the brands i think i'm most impressed with um would by far be cle uh blackworks is doing some great stuff um i just started trying Blackworks probably in the last month and i've ran through it and i'm just just speechless as far as like to the quality uh of you know what they're putting out I was never, uh, you know, pertaining to CLE, I was never a Honduran tobacco uh, fan. Um, I think it was one of those things back in the day that just wasn't done right. But since I started uh, smoking CLE, it's just really impressive what he's putting out, the price point, uh, the construction, the taste. Um, I mean, across the board, his mild, his medium, his full body. I'd say Christian Rowe has just really uh, wowed me a lot. So that's uh, definitely a couple of my new favorites. Um, Tried a couple LFD. Just from a retail standpoint, I'm trying to run through everything. Yeah. Uh, so I know I got a lot left, but uh, yeah, I would say those are probably my top two so far. Okay. Uh,
2: you know, we actually met Christian here at the Hill at an event uh, six eight months ago. I think it was before you were working here. Yeah, right. But before yeah, he I was moved here at there. the here I think for it was an event like
0: August or something like Great that. Great guy. Yeah. And then I saw him at a TPE. There so you go. It was a lot of fun. Well, anyway, so we're gonna go through a few things here.
2: Uh oh. So we. Uh, I never like it when Nick has show prep. Because it's always aimed at me. I don't have a lot of it, actually.
0: (laughs) Um, So on Tuesdays, we do a segment called Ask the Boys. And people can ask us questions about really pretty much anything. And unfortunately, we haven't received a whole lot of questions this week. Lately. Um, We've had a lot in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, everybody's being really shy about their questions. So we need people to send us their questions. But uh, we'll go ahead and jump into that here first and we will do those and then from there i figure it'll be fun to come back and i want to talk to about uh talk to ryan about cigar lounge etiquette good deal because you know he's been working at the hill
2: are we he's, gonna we're gonna
0: have ryan sit in for the questions though right oh yeah because he's one of the boys he he can help out with the questions awesome <laughs> <laughs> basically if you don't know the answer you just fake it but You make it. what i do exactly gotcha yep. so that's my life motto yeah It's time once again for us to answer questions from listeners about cigars or pretty much anything. And this week we are a little light on questions, but Jeff says he has a few. Oh no, so I'm going to pack it. So we'll see what we get here. So the first question is from uh, regular listener, um, Craddock Dennis. Dennis always has questions for us. Love you, Dennis. Nice. So Dennis wants to know, he has a question specifically for Gator. Should we call him Crack Craddock or we Dennis? We call him Dennis. Well, what if that's his last name? Dennis is his first name. You know that for, I, I for know, a fact, for certain. Yes, okay. this is Dennis. Dennis says that you seem to love your AR. I do. And he wants to know if you reload for it. And if so, what powder does he like? And also, what bullet does he find works best in it? Okay, so
2: first of all, I don't reload. Um, I usually shoot a NATO 5.56. And that being said... I do have a lot of cordite, but it's for other uses.
0: What other uses?
2: Just, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I never have to employ those <laughs> tactics. <laughs> and now you know, you know if you if you're trying to sneak up to my house to stay away from the bird feeders, right? <laughs> I've told you that. You've
0: told me that.
2: Yeah, don't do. don't go near the bird feeders or the empty drums because they're all full of tannerite. There, there might be something. <laughs>
1: I feel like preppers are going to start listening
0: to this show. You know. Oh, dude, <laughs> this guy! No, you don't understand. Gator is like—I mean, like you—you you fill yeah. an internal—you don't want to stand around, and then you just sprinkle
2: bird seed around it. You plug up the holes so nothing can eat it. You hang it in your tree. Yeah. Now, if someone's hiding behind the tree, maybe they're you know coming at you, trying okay. to take a pot shot. You just blow up the bird feeder next to their head. They don't see it coming. You learn all sorts of things. It's very concussive. The
0: Where do you live? I, I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a question of where he lives. It's, it's when are the f- uh, federal agents going to finally come out there? It's, yeah. just, it's a matter of time. They got to find me, though. It's like a Ruby Ridge situation in the works.
2: <laughs> 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 anyway. They, the government gunned those people down. So now, like granted, a- they were stealing everybody's shit around them. They They weren't. By any means, they weren't innocent in this, but still. You so don't shoot a mom holding her baby, I'm just saying.
0: So our second question comes from Brendan Klein.
2: <laughs> Did I go too deep there? You wanted
0: to get away and from that quickly? Brendan wants to say, <laughs> he says, hey guys, keep it up. When will we hear from Squirrel again? Love that dude. We, Squirrel was one of our best episodes. Squirrel, I, I... We need to explain who Squirrel is. So Squirrel is a guy who lives in Pennsylvania. All right. His name is uh, Jason. And but, but he goes by Squirrel. And Squirrel, he has a woodshed, and he hand-makes his own humidors and ashtrays and cigar props and everything like that. And he makes really nice-looking stuff. He's
1: quite the woodsman. Yes. He is.
0: He is. Okay. And he um, came on and did a whole show about humidors and humidor maintenance. And it is... That thing caught fire. Definitely our number one episode by far. People really seem interested in that. So, <laughs> you know. We definitely have to get him back on. Well, I agree. I'm all good with getting Squirrel back on. It's really just a matter of when Squirrel has time and, and you know, the desire to do so. Exactly. So. I think he wants to come back on. I he enjoyed he it. Too. He had a good time I that know day. he does. We'll figure it out.
2: We'll get it worked out. We will. So. So. Well, that's I, what I've got, Jeff. What do you I have got? a question for young Ryan. Ryan, how old are you?
1: I'm 26 years old. Okay,
2: so Ryan is 26 years old. He's moved up from Miami, Florida, moved up here to St. Louis. You're working in the lounge. Uh-oh. My question for you is, uh oh, our guy, our man Strong's here. Oh. Just came up to the lounge, leaned over, said hi to us through the window. <laughs> Giving oh. shit to Ryan is what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he <laughs> <me shit> already. <laughs> so, Ryan, my question for you is: At 26 years old, how do you see the dating scene? Different here as it was in Miami. Um, well,
1: I'm from Tampa, so sorry. Oh, I'm enough. sorry. I'm you're sorry. Fine. Um, I don't. I don't think I have too much input just because uh, I moved up here with my girlfriend. So uh, <laughs> I haven't been out in the dating scene. I hope to God she's not listening to this.
2: Uh, so for safety, uh, none I'm, of us have implied that you were in the dating <laughs> scene. <laughs> so it's like you know. you're a young guy. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. Like what you see different. Let's let's say not on the dating scene. Then just in the social scene in St. Louis, how does it differ from Florida?
1: Um, I will tell you that uh, I haven't been around uh, St. Louis too much, but um, I think I made a great choice in moving uh, in a section called uh, Tower Grove. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's very beautiful. Um, it's a really young crowd, very progressive. Um, I know it's a big um, uh, LGBTQ commu- uh, community. Uh, support a lot of local businesses. Um, from my standpoint, just growing up, like, you know, around Ybor City and Tampa, having that kind of close knitted neighborhood, where kind of community within a community. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a camaraderie, um, there's a respect. Um, I really enjoy it. It's different. It's, uh, it's laid back. It's not as fast paced as Tampa. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, it's kind of like my home away from home. I kind of see the similar similarities along with the differences between the two, uh, But Tower Grove is awesome. Um, I think it was probably one of the best choices to make as far as living there. And uh, I'm not going to leave anytime soon. So so. there you go.
2: Yeah. Now, did you see any, like, mob hits or anything when you were in Florida?
1: Um, No. Um, I would say, uh, don't quote me on this,
2: but a lot of the (laughs) – You should see the bishop's face right now. (laughs) What
0: the hell kind of question is that?
1: If if you don't hear from me, just for a couple weeks after this segment, just know that – I got Ga- whacked Gator pushed yeah. it too far pushed it too I got far. whacked. <laughs> okay um yeah, I think most of the mafia scene has probably subsided. I know they're still there, um but uh along with the changes in the community of Tampa, um I'm really glad to say that um Ybor City has really held it down as far as keeping the culture and um keeping you know uh just the foundation of you know you know what Ybor City was when it first came around um I know. Like, uh, in 1885 is really when uh, not only a vast Cuban population, but um, the Italians and the Germans uh, started coming in. And at that point, uh, Tampa was Cigar City. They were the hub for cigars um, for the United States at that time. Um, a fun fact is, I don't know if you guys have ever had a Cuban sandwich, but... I have. Uh, there's a argument between what is the... Uh, The hometown of the Cuban sandwich is at Miami or Tampa, but it's Tampa because, like I said, (laughs) (laughs) on a Cuban sandwich, you're reflecting the Italians, the Germans, and the Cubans all in one sandwich. You got uh, your Swiss cheese and your pickles for the German German community, uh, the salami that represents the Italians, and then the pulled pork for the Cubans. So if anybody ever tells you that it's Miami, they're full of shit. All right so, then. Okay, yeah. that's a well, very definitive answer. And I,
2: I noticed that he said that the Italians and the Germans like moved in and had quite an influence. The same thing happened back in the '30s in Europe. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Though.
1: <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. No oh, man. my God. <laughs> you, you <hit> that. <laughs> I was
0: like sitting here thinking like he's going to say that about St. Louis, you know, because we have large <laughs> German and Italian. <laughs> Bob- Germans never invaded St. Louis. A lot of Bosnians here, too. There are. Yeah. We, we've had a big Bosnian Louis.
2: community come up, you know, since the war in the Balkans. Yeah. Yep. But anyway. Yeah. South St. Louis kind of kind of became a haven. So <laughs> with
0: the World War II reference out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my
2: god. Germans and Italians are the same breath. I couldn't let <laughs> <want> that go. <guy. laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway So what do you what do you miss? Um there's gotta be something you just miss. I guess this is
1: an opportunity for me to give a shout out to uh my hometown, uh, brick and mortar. Uh,
2: well, yeah, I was gonna say, what stores did you? Um,
1: there is get a up. brick and mortar, actually, like right down the street from the JC Newman factory, and it's called uh, Vincent Tampa Cigars. It's owned by uh, a very close friend of mine named uh, Eric Fulgera. Who, uh, a fun fact, his uh, grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, invented uh, the very first cigar press um, that came into being uh, in Ebor City. Um, wow. He has a uh, small line of bundle cigars from Nicaragua uh, called the uh, Geocondas. If you've ever heard of them, if you ever see them, try one. They're awesome. But just growing up around there, yeah, um, I actually started hanging out there uh, in a kind of a weird point in my life. Um, you know, I finally uh, got sober. You know, I finally stopped drinking. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I had a lot of old guys uh, there just giving me some free wisdom over a cigar, um, just giving me. Uh, A lot of free advice and really shaping, you know, my knowledge as far as the industry. And uh, my knowledge is just a a human being, Uh, being a better man, being a better boyfriend, being a better son to my parents. uh, You know, I can't give enough credit in the world to those guys and really uh, what they've done for me. Um, I can say I wouldn't be here at the Hill uh, if it weren't for those guys. So
2: I just wanted to give them a small little shout out. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. And you know what? That's the power. Of the Cigar Lounge. It is. Yeah.
2: We, we talk about it all the time. It Culture of the Cigar Lounge. The Cigar Lounge is the great equalizer. You have people from all different walks of life that sit back in there and talk. Um, they give wisdom. Sometimes they give things that aren't necessarily wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you'll hear a lot in a Cigar Lounge, but it really is a great equalizer, and it brings people together where it can bring a young guy like you that, you know, needed, needed some guidance and needed some help, and you had the people that were there to do it for you. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean... um you know, they, they brought me in there and uh, I didn't know one guy in there. And uh, uh, my dad always told me, you know, when uh, you're around your elders, just uh, shut the fuck up and listen. And, you know, at the time I was like, man, you're just being harsh. But in reality, if you really just sit there and you get to listen to these guys and what they have to offer about life, um, I'd be crazy not to. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's an awesome feeling. Um, I can say probably uh, my most memorable cigar experiences as far as like, you know, what's the best cigar you've had you know what's that one stick that just hits you right i mean i have those sticks but you know i base the memories um on you know who i'm smoking the stick next to i think that really uh gives it um all the extra uh you know uh experience it's just it's a great thing uh i could go on for hours but um it's just one of those un- unspoken things that you know as time goes on you can really see it take an effect on you
0: and you know really just make you a, hap- a happier person at least for me so no, I totally get that, that there's some, like, you know, the 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 stick itself is only part of the reason why it's your favorite or, or most memorable cigar and everything else. It's the environment that you're in. It's the people you're with. It's, it's your mindset and mood of that. I mean, if you're in a shitty mood, if you have a favorite cigar and you're in a shitty mood and you smoke that cigar, it's not going to taste as good as when you're in a normal or good mood. And you're having that cigar just it's your mood plays into it. Absolutely. Now it can help you get out of that funk. It can help bring you out of that negative mood a little bit, but it, it still isn't as good.
1: Yeah. I, I would say looking at um to me, I look at cigars, uh, different kinds of cigars, like different kinds of therapists because I've been to so many. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, each one has its own style and kind of aids the conversation. Yeah. And, uh, it can be a conversation piece as well. Um, You know from a retail standpoint there's a lot of guys that come in here and you know they grab quorums and they're just that daily smoker that doesn't really i got a couple of them here i just want <laughs> you know so you know and then uh you know uh those are kind of my road sticks when i'm driving yeah. in my jeep and absolutely yeah. um and then uh you know you got those uh i'll just call them you know cigar geeks those guys that really know a lot about these boutique brands that are you know rising up and getting popular and uh you get to share that love with these guys and um it's, it's an awesome thing to share, you know, with, like you said, all, all walks of life. It brings everybody together, and I think it you know, you really have to sit back and think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just happens, and you're like, wow, like, that was a really good cigar. Well,
2: if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, um, Tim here at the Hill is actually getting one of our boutique brands in that, that we
0: really like out of... Uh, Talking about it. What's that? Talking about it. Yeah. And we won't say what it is. Jose, we're talking about it. But it's one of
2: it. those things when you talk about those boutique he brands. He did just
0: have another one of the samples from TPE yesterday when yep. I was up here, and he was raving about it. So, yep. you know, kind of one of those crossing the fingers, because if that comes in, I'm, uh, I'm all in on oh, that. Oh, I am too. But actually, you and I may have some news coming soon related to them. Uh-oh. I may have had a conversation yesterday that I need oh, to tell you about. No. Nick likes to write... Checks that my ass has to cash. No, dun dun dun. This is one that I think you're gonna like. I'm all in. So you know me. I'm all in. I know. So that's a tease. In more ways than. I'm not all in on that. I don't know what you're (laughs) implying there, bud. But it had the the tinge of homosexuality, so I'm gonna just say no. Not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with that. (laughs) Yet you just keep pushing the
1: envelope. What? (laughs) It's all about balance. Yes. (laughs) What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess that's it. For Is that this, it for ask the boys. Ask the boys this week. So, Bit asked, but folks, remember, send me your questions. We can only do this if you send questions. I mean, I can't make up questions here, so. I made up your, two. Well, yeah, for our guests, that worked out fine. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, so send us your questions. Either send me a direct message through Instagram. or... Or go on over to CigarPulpit.com and use the Contact the Pulpit page. Well, that was awesome. That was awesome. It was something. Ask yes, the Boys is always fun. I know. You like it. I so, do. It's my favorite so segment. The other thing that I wanted to touch base with uh, with Ryan on is Cigar Lounge Etiquette. Okay. So, you know, everybody has their first time coming into the lounge. And there's a lot of people that have been into lounges maybe before, and maybe there's rules or not, not necessarily rules, but unspoken rules. Yeah. That maybe they
2: just need to be aware of. What does the novice need to know when they're entering the door?
0: Or what does an experienced person need to know that maybe they're doing wrong that they need to correct? Are so. you why are
2: you looking at me? Why are you always <laughs> looking at me on those questions?
0: I just glanced your way. It wasn't a... Somebody's feeling a little defensive here, so... I, I'm sure I'm doing everything wrong. I know. So yeah. anyway, so... Anyway. So what thoughts do you have on Cigar Lounge etiquette there?
1: um, I will say, uh, as far as my experience, um, I think there should be more... Uh, there should be more groups revolving around etiquette. Like you said, I think it's unspoken. Uh, I think uh, kind of that ego comes in, and people don't want to... Ask questions or, you know, when, when in doubt. And I get it. I mean, you know, I've smoked cigars with a lot of egotistical assholes and some you weird people. Get to them right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> I would say uh, one of the uh, biggest no nos that I've seen um, is licking the cap before you cut it. Um, that's probably the thing I've seen the most. Don't man. lick
0: your cigar. Yes. I've never seen anyone do that.
1: I've seen it so many times. That happens.
0: Why do you think I have a slob cutter in my travel humidor, Jeff? Yeah.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. I did not. I've never seen anyone. I didn't know that was a thing.
1: I'll tell you a recent experience.
2: um, I'm uh, not paying
1: enough attention. Since I'm actually wearing the Asylum 13 uh, shirt, uh, somebody was smoking a 8x80, one of those crazy sizes. Big horse's leg. Yes. (laughs) Uh, A Redwood log. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, you know, when you get halfway, you get the nicotine buildup, right? And then, you know, with such a big cigar... I mean, if I smoked it, I know I would chew on it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So all that nicotine buildup in such a big cigar... Gets kind of tarry at the end. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I see this very fine gentleman, very good man, nice guy. I'm not going to name his name, uh, but just sopping with just brown liquid and just sticks it in the cutter... This I is the house cutter. This is the house cutter, oh. and it is dripping with just, just Bod- bodily bodily bodliness. fluid and yeah. loneliness and just depression. <laughs> <Loneliness>. <laughs> yes, I had to quarantine. Sounds myself. like Jeff
0: dripping with bodily fluid and loneliness. Yes, And anyway. depression. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, anyway, so we use the house cutter to clip that off. Yes,
1: yes,
2: and again, you know. For, for me, that's difficult to approach because – How do you even get an 80 – or did you say 70 or an 80? Like an 8 how by do, 80. How do you even get that thing into the cutter? Yeah. I mean, you've got to jam it.
1: We have cutters that, that can accommodate okay. because we, we actually sell a lot of them. Um, but from my standpoint, if somebody's coming into the lounge to spend their hard-earned money and hang out and, you know, be a part of the family in the back in the lounge, my no-no is I'm not going to take this guy and pull him aside and reprimand him. Like yeah. how to smoke his cigar. Now,
0: that you know, that's my job. But not, on the flip side, he should know not to be taking his nasty cigar and using the community cutter that everybody else has the right and ability to use after he's slobbed all yes. over his cigar. And that for me is difficult because I'm trying to find a balance
1: of being educational without being an asshole about it. Yeah, and,
2: and that's got to be a tightrope to walk.
1: On. And it's a tightrope to walk, especially here at the hill. I mean, we have such a great. Um, base of regulars, um, guys that have been growing up on the Hill and been around the Hill for 40 plus years. Um, and I respect that. And the last thing I want to do is make them uncomfortable, regardless of what their cigar knowledge is. I mean, we want everybody to come in, you know, you can buy, come in and buy 17 Opus X's or padrones. And I'm going to treat that guy just the same as I treat the guy that comes in and buys uh, a cherry bomb CAO flavored, you know, Corona size cigar. Um,
0: I've done that. Yeah, you have done that. I watched you smoke <laughs> so, one of those. Yeah, it's unpleasant. Everybody, but anyway.
1: everybody is, is uh, equally important to me. Um, you know, like we said, I mean, there's some good people around here, and you know, regardless of what they're smoking, if it can bring them in the back and shoot the shit with us, we're all for it. So,
2: well, that's one of the things I like about this cigar lounge is it's just family. Yeah. You know, you walk in here, and you know, whether it's Tony or it's Strong or it's Manfred or you know, just go down the list of all the regulars. And, you know, everybody here just treats us like we're part of it. The minute we walked in here, everybody treated us yeah. like we were family. I haven't got that at every cigar lounge we've gone no, to. No, it's true. Not no. everyone. You know, yeah. the the Riverman is great. There have been other lounges that have been really good and accommodating to us, but there's also been some that are a little stuffy.
0: I'd say one other piece of etiquette, just from my perspective, is um, maybe keep your, your, if you have a negative opinion about a cigar that you see somebody smoking, just keep it to yourself. You know, it's one of those things that if if I'm sitting back there and you come back there and you're smoking something that I don't like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Why the hell are you smoking that?" You know, or something like that. I mean, uh,
2: now if they're going to buy you the replacement to try, then that's a different story.
0: Well, yeah, if they're going to buy me one and they're going to buy me that one that they're smoking, I'm going to be like, you know, that one. I've tried that one; it's maybe not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to like shit on you for smoking something that you're obviously maybe enjoying
1: yeah I mean yeah you don't, um you don't want to uh like my saying or I shouldn't say my saying but the saying I've heard is different smokes for different folks yeah I mean you know people say uh is sells itself it's one of the best cigars in the world and then I've had guys say that it's terrible to them and I don't judge that guy based on that because I know that everybody's palate's different yep. um I would know if, from personal experience um I smoked a cigar the other day that um, I hadn't smoked in maybe three and a half, four years. And it was a completely different cigar once I've tried others and, you know, worked my way around the humidor. Um, I'm not – this isn't a scientific fact, but um, from my personal experience, when you kind of get into different blends and you expand your palate, your your palate changes, you know? Yeah. And uh, – I've,
2: I've seen that just with us doing the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean – a cigar is a cigar. I, you know, I don't have any judgment against it. Um, if you're gonna judge someone based on the label of their cigar, then I think you're the problem. You know, um, I think that takes away from the camaraderie, the the industry, and that sense of family. I mean, you know, don't try to set yourself apart based on you know the fact that you want to spend twenty bucks on a stick rather than four on a house blend. You know? Yeah, there's no difference. Um, different smokes with different folks. Yeah.
0: Any other? Pieces of etiquette or anything that we need to discuss, touch base on? Um, I mean, it's a broad topic. Everybody's got their peeves and their things. Absolutely. And I don't necessarily want to touch base on on nothing but negative stuff. I mean, maybe there's some positive things that people need to know. You know, like, um, I don't know. I make it a point that when I'm sitting back there, if, let's say, um, the room is full and, you know, chairs are at a premium, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's more of an elderly patron that comes in, or maybe a lady. Yes. Offer up your chair. Absolutely. Yep. They may say no, but offer up your chair. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a thought it, that, that counts. That's yeah. just a gentlemanly kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, but whatever. But I, th- I think that's important.
1: Yeah. I, and I, speaking on the women thing, um, I, I would say from personal experience, uh, growing up in a very male dominant shop, just a little, uh, you know, watching what you say around women. Uh, I think is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, you know, you get these guys in there that just get carried away, and conversation among men. You know, we, we know how guys are. You know, yeah. we get carried away, but then you know, once that woman walks in, the last thing we want to do is make them feel uncomfortable.
2: Um, Precisely. You know, it's not a locker room. Yeah, it's it's, it's exactly. not a locker room. Yeah,
1: I think uh, you know, uh, women have such a strong role in this industry, um, especially for me. I'd like to give a, another shout-out to Jody here at The Hill. Um, she's taught me more about cigars in the industry than anybody has in my entire life. In a matter of four months, she is a an aficionado, in my uh, opinion. And um, I think a lot uh, – uh, credit needs to be given a lot more to these women, and especially ownership in some of these brands by women and how they're changing the industry and fighting for the industry and uh, doing nothing but great things and
0: really changing it for the better. So – uh, I mean, dude, you're not going to hear any argument from me on that fact. I mean, Jody's been on the show before. She came on and did an entire show about pipes with us before because, you know, any, ask anybody here. You can't find anybody around that knows any more about pipes than Jody. No.
1: And I would say it's equally for the same thing as cigars. I have never yeah, once gone in this humidor, which we have hundreds of facings, and picked a cigar that she doesn't know something about or what kind of rapper it has, who made it, how many versions have come out. She just knows such a vast knowledge. And, you know, uh, I've told her a million times, you know, 20 years from now when I'm sitting next to my kids and they're going to ask me who was one of the most influential people in my life as far as cigars, I will always say Jody's name and it'll, yeah. never, it'll never dissipate. So,
0: Well, cool. Yeah. The other thing is don't give me the power of the remote control yeah I don't oh, I heavens don't, no. I don't want the remote that's control. a bad thing if you're gonna have the remote control be willing to uh have some some uh some strength behind you because uh you're gonna have eight people with eight different opinions about what should be on that TV and no politics please no politics oh, please. yes <laughs> they watched the uh state of the union we the did. other night up here oh we did we watched the state of the Union uh the other night up here and and I'll tell you when that thing came on. I'd say about half the crowd left because they just didn't even want to mess with it and everything else. And, I mean, I was working, so I I was only half paying attention. Yeah. But, you know, I get it.
2: Nick also likes to put on ice dancing back in the lounge and see how long it takes people to realize.
0: We did that yesterday. (laughs) I found it quite pleasant. (laughs) You know, right? It was a change of pace. Well, okay, look, we were watching golf. And realistically, I would rather watch paint dry than watch golf on TV. And now I've always
2: said if you add the elemental life fire to golf, it's going to take it up a notch.
0: And I brought that up. Some
2: bouncing Bettys I out on that, the course, maybe I, a sniper or two in the trees.
0: I brought that up, and somebody asked if if a mortar round hits the pin and right. expands the size of the hole, does that make the hole? Does that mean that the hole is that much bigger? And I would say yeah. I, mean, I, I you concur. Change the rules of the golf, but anyway, you know, no, I'm fine with that, but. You're fine with people shooting golfers, because that's what you just said. We changed the channel. I mean, you to, heard that, right, Ryan? You I heard, heard that. Him say we that. We changed yeah. the channel to figure skating. <laughs> and just to see how long it would take for people to notice that we were watching figure skating. And it believe it or not, took quite a while before anybody even said anything. We just sat down and started talking, you know, and people are talking and doing whatever. It took quite a while for people to actually know. And it was somebody new coming into the room, like, we're watching figure skating? <laughs> to which I responded... She's got some fucking great form. Let's let's just you know let's back appreciate off the let's ice ab- dance. Appreciate the ice dance, yep. and we kept going. So <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, then somebody pointed out the blues were on, so we immediately switched it. So. Well, let's be honest. The
2: <laughs> the ice dancing is basically just it, it it's their version of the uh, job interview for say the ice capades or Disney
0: on Ice. It was a preliminary round for the uh, Olympics, dude. Okay. It was in Southeast Asia or whatever. So no
2: Olympians ever ended up in Disney on Ice or the Ice Capades. I'm just they saying. Do. I'm
0: just saying this was an Olympic thing. They do. This was not a Disney on Ice or Ice Capades thing. Okay. Well, so give it about five years. I'm
1: sure at some point. So I think probably two two guys that get laid the most male. uh, Barbers like haircutters and uh, male figure skaters.
2: What are you basing any of that on, and why didn't I get into those professions? Like, wait, wait, wait. When
0: you say male barbers, do you mean like male hairstylists? A hairstylist. Okay, a, for f- females.
1: Like a, 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 a straight male hairstylist and a straight fi- male figure skater. I mean, they just got it coming
2: at them. I think they just they laid more than anybody else. You're not yeah. built for either one. Of, well, maybe, the, maybe strength. the barber. I I can't skate because I sit here and pick on the ice nobody, I can't skate. Nobody to save wants my life. to
0: trust you with scissors near their head, though. Oh, no, That's the problem. No, every woman coming out of there is going to be all high and tight. Everything I do is with a straight razor. <laughs> every lady coming out is going to have the high and tight military buzz, <laughs> like GI Jane. Man. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Short
2: hair on women's hot. That's all I got to say.
1: As long as it's dimmy Moore, I have no no problem with
2: that. See, there you
0: go. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> So we haven't circled up on the stick for a little while. No. No. What's everybody getting on their I'm, cigar? I'm more than
2: halfway, and I'm enjoying it. It's a great cigar. Like you said, it's got some spice to it. You guys picking anything else up?
1: I would say uh,
2: as far as, you know,
1: uh, cigars coming out that try to get um, into the whole uh, Cuban kind of style of things, I would say this Casa Cuba is probably the closest thing to it. Um, this... You know, the Dominican Puro, the wrapper, um, the construction, the draw. I think this is this. I mean, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. This is one of my
2: personal favorites. And what's it at? A little around a $10 price about point? about a $10 stick, yeah. 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 But this is this is well worth it. It's a this good cigar. I yeah. will
0: say I did just do a retro hail. What'd you get? I did not cough. I want to point I'm that out. So it is smooth. And I kind of get a little, like kind of, maybe like a little floral smell. Yeah, you get kind of a little floral, yeah. floral. That to also it, might be the tumor, know? but I mean, I blame everything on the tumor. But you know, <laughs> as long as you don't smell burnt toast and you're not having a heart attack, I call him Joe. Ooh, but burnt anyway. toast! I That's I got to keep that in mind. You've gotten that on a cigar before. <laughs> <I> have <laughs> burnt toast and 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 an arm at the same
2: time. I should have paid more attention. Probably, yeah. it was a minor one. Mm-hmm. This is a good stick, though. So, Nick, you want to let everybody know how they reach out to us on the socials? So yeah, we are available
0: on social media. We are on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. We are also at, on Instagram at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. My page. We ha- That you never update. It's one more thing. I'm getting heat from people about how you never it's update. It's one more thing. So It really is. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. There you go. And... We need to pick a winner for this week's drawing. Ooh. It is Tuesday, so it is time What's to our gift this week? go ahead and give away a prize. Now, our gift this week, I'm calling the Gator Special. Ooh. The Gator Special is courtesy of Drew Estates. They sent us a very nice gift box with all sorts of swag to give away. And the Gator Special this week is a lighter and a cutter, because he never has one. That's true, I don't. <laughs> so... We're going to go ahead and give the Gator Special lighter and cutter. Last week,
2: Drew Estates—he actually picked someone I know in person, like that listens. Then he listens to the show and he's signed up for our newsletter. But it was somebody that I actually know. Yep, Craig
0: Lazenby. So, So he was our first winner. This week, we are going to pick listener Calvin Bush. Calvin Bush, congratulations. Calvin Bush, congratulations. You are the winner of the Gator Special. So, Calvin, here's the deal. You have until noon on following Monday. Following Monday. To claim the prize. Noon on the following Monday. So this episode is going to drop on Tuesday. So you have until noon on... Let me check the calendar. You have until noon on Monday, February 17th to email me. Uh, at Nick at CigarPulpit.com with your shipping address. And if you do not get to me by noon on Monday, then I guess we're going to go ahead and forfeit that prize and we'll put it back in the box for somebody else. But, um, once you get the, uh, once you get that email to me, I'll get that shipped out to you. And then once you get it, the only thing I ask is that you take a nice picture of you with the prize that we can share around and promote the fact that we're giving stuff away. So, Calvin Bush, congratulations. Where is Calvin from, do you know? I have no idea. Okay. I didn't know if you had uh,
2: address, or, you know, cities. Why would
0: I be asking for his mailing address? His last name
2: is Bush.
1: He might be from Texas or
2: something. I mean, it's possible. Or St. Louis. Is it all sorts of places? Is it... B-U-S-H or B-U... B-U-S-H. Okay, no C in there. So it's not the St. Louis
0: Bushes. It's not the brewery people, no. No. They're They're getting their own reality show. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be jacked up, I bet. Oh, I bet. Lots of murdered people. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so, yeah. So Calvin Bush... Helicopters
2: full of dogs all over the country.
0: (laughs) That's right. He did fly the helicopter with the dog in it into the party in lot Fairview in Heights, Heights, Heights Illinois. Illinois. Right. I forgot about that. So anyway, Calvin Bush, please email me and claim your prize. Good, Good deal. It's hot. Yep. There and you go. And if you want to sign up for our weekly giveaways, you need to go on over to cigarpulpit.com and sign up for our free e-newsletter. Once you're on the list for the newsletter, that gets you automatically entered for the prizes and as long as you're on the list, you're entered to win. When does our newsletter start coming out? Well, I had planned on having the first one out like this week that would feature stuff from TPE and our trip to Indianapolis. However, because winter weather decided to derail our trip to Indianapolis, I may very well do the uh, first one at the end of the month, recapping the previous month, which would include TPE, our trip to Chicago, which I'll get to in a minute, and our rescheduled trip to Indianapolis. There you go. So speaking of our trips, I guess this is a good enough time as any. The The Nick and Gator Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival will be making its trip to Chicago, where we will be up there on Friday, February 20th and Saturday, February 21st. No, I'm sorry. I got those dates mixed up. Friday, February 21st and Saturday, February 22nd. And we'll be up there And we'll find some cigar lounges Lounges to be announced later And we will sit around and smoke And you can come and buy and see us And we'll have some stickers And just kind of hang out And say hi to everybody And then on Friday, February 28th And Saturday, February 29th We will be in Indianapolis Now I know on Saturday 29th The plan is for us to go to um, Sticks that evening at 6 p.m. for a barrel burners event. However, there is another um, event, or there's another place that we're talking about going that day. So the other place we're talking about going on Saturday the 29th prior to going to Styx is a place called Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg. Apparently, um, this place is just fantastic, huge lounge, good bar, so we're going to go by Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg on Saturday, and then we'll make our way over to Sticks that evening for the Barrel Burners event, which means more than likely on Friday, we'll hit up um, Nikki Blaine's and Burn. Good stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a fun trip. We'll be, just be trip. all over the place. All over Chi-Town. All, no, that'll be Indy. Oh. Chi-Town, we still haven't figured out where we're going. We don't yet. know where we're going. You know what would be really nice to What's do, that? and I just don't know how far out it is, is to go to um, the Humidor in uh, Lyle, Illinois. That would be, I thought about that, actually. That w- That's where <clears throat> Gregory Reeves was uh, unfortunately shot and yep. killed. So I'd like to go give them some love. I, so. I think that would be a very nice spot. I just don't know geographically yeah. how far out it is from where we're going to be, but... I think that would be a nice spot to go visit. There you go.
2: Now, coming up on our next episode, we will be smoking a cigar from MyMonthlyCigars.com. We will. The Robusto Box. The Robusto
0: Box. The Nick and Gator Care Package. So, MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get four cigars sent to you every month in the Robusto Box for only $30. Now, they do offer another box, which is uh, the, I believe, Presidente or El Presidente Box. And that box is eight cigars for, I believe, $50. And basically all it is is just two of every cigar that's in the Robusto box. So, you know, if you want to smoke one with your dad or a friend or hoard them all for yourself, it gives you twice, do. twice as much as the Robusto box. But anyway, so you can get those. If you get the Robusto box, Jeff and I both get the Robusto box, and we do smoke those cigars over the course of four episodes throughout the month.
2: Now, the one that we are planning to smoke for the next episode is the Ortega uh, Cubano.
0: We'll be smoking the Ortega Cubano there we go. for those smoking along with us. There we go. And if you go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, you'll get free shipping on your first shipment or you'll get 20% off any of the items in the store because they do offer some items in their store. Is You know, including cigars that are in the box. So if, let's say, there's one that you like that for whatever reason your brick and mortar doesn't carry it or can't get it, you can always go over there and pick up some from MyMonthlyCigars.com.
2: And if you find a cigar in there that you love, be sure to ask your brick and mortar if they can pick it up.
0: Definitely. Because we want to support the brick and mortars. Amen. And the the My Monthly Box, it's a great way to try a bunch of different stuff that maybe you wouldn't normally try. It's gotten me out of my comfort zone. I'll admit, the February box doesn't have a single cigar in it that I've ever tried. So, every one of them is new to me. So, it's one of those things that it's a good way to branch out and try different stuff. The other thing that we would be remiss in not pointing out is they do have an MSRP guarantee. So, the MSRP of all of the sticks within the box is guaranteed to add up and either meet or exceed the price of the box. So I think what did you do the math on this I one? It's see, like a 42
2: 44 42 somewhere in there.
0: 42 or $43
2: box yeah. um but for 30 bucks. So exactly. You know, you're getting a little deal. So. And Nick probably already mentioned this and I didn't pay attention but put it off for code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. I, I, I did
0: mention that. Well, we doubled down. You really don't listen to me, do you What? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Now, as we finish
2: up, we like to do movie reviews from time to time. Oh, God. And Nick and I have seen a couple of movies recently. We both saw on different occasions. We both saw 1917. And then Nick actually went the other night. I have not got to see this yet, but uh, he went to see Birds of Prey. I did. So let me start with 1917. That was a great movie. I know the Academy Awards are actually, we're we're recording on Sunday for Tuesday. So everyone will know the outcome of the Academy Awards because I think it's tonight.
0: It is tonight. Yep.
2: So, on the night we're recording, so everyone will know on Tuesday. But 1917 was a great movie. I'm pulling for Jojo Rabbit to win Best Picture. I know it's not going to, but it should. I love that movie.
0: I do like Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was a great flick. Um, 1917 was good. I don't, you know, I. It's not a movie I'd watch again. I was going to say, am I going to like, am I fawning over it? No. I did think the camera work was really interesting. The fact that it was one. Well. Two big, long tracking shots. There was yeah. one obvious break about the middle point the of pass the pass out, yeah. Yeah, that you kind of knew that they stopped. But otherwise, by and large, it was just one sh- camera shot just following these guys. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Birds of Prey. I mean, if you like Suicide Squad. DC movies. Yeah, I mean, it was very Suicide Squad-esque in that, like, it's a whole lot of action stuff, a lot of music. Just a lot of stuff going on and
2: Margot Robbie and
0: Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, so you know can't beat that with a stick no, but it was an entertaining enough movie
2: now another movie that that very likely is going to win the Oscar as we do this show before it's on um once upon a time in Hollywood I think they're talking about Brad Pitt for <sighs> best actor you and I you and I <laughs> we saw this movie have you seen it No uh-huh. okay so we went to see this movie. And it was really good, right up until it kind of wasn't.
0: Yeah. And then it decided to rewrite history and do this weird, bizarre, like... But Quentin Tarantino's known for that. Inglorious Bastards, I mean, he rewrites yeah. history all the time. I know. It just This one struck me as kind of weird. We
2: didn't know it was a rewrite when we went into it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're like, that didn't happen like that. Well, that didn't happen. You know, And, and then it clicked with us what they were doing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of came off as tacky, yeah. I thought. It was basically his version of it what took he me out of the wanted movie. to happen in the Sharon Tate killings and everything like that versus what actually did happen. And it just got kind of, I thought it was tacky. Yeah. But everybody in Hollywood's yeah. praising it up and down. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's bizarre revenge fantasy against the Manson family. And it's just, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's likely going to win some awards tonight. And beyond that, I don't know what else is even up. Joker. True, Joker. Joker was a great movie. Joker was
0: a great movie. Now, is it a, It's up for Dark Best Picture up.
2: and up for Best Actor? It is. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix, I think, should win Best Actor for that. And he might. That guy immersed himself in that role.
1: But was he better than... Uh, what's the guy that Jared died? Jared Leto? <laughs> no, the guy that died... Uh, Heath other, Ledger? Yeah. That, to me, was the best <sighs> Joker by far. I'm sorry.
0: but I agree. I agree. I, I would have to say that I liked Heath Ledger more than... Joaquin Phoenix
1: yeah I mean unfortunately like drew, drove him crazy I guess you know but well, there's um, not gonna be
0: a sequel to that one yeah no no so. no but but I think Joaquin Phoenix did a pretty good job I think all it's I think
2: it's been out long enough that we can talk about this on the air oh boy did any of that happen like I know it's a movie I get that but did any of that...
0: We talked about this in the episode. Did we talk about it? Yeah, okay. we gave spoiler warnings, and we talked all about this in the episode.
2: Yeah, because I don't think it happened. I think you're right. This I was Nick's was. Um, thought on it, and I've I over time, I've come to agree with you. I think it's all in his head. I think everything that happened in that movie was pretty much in his head. Except for the last scene.
0: Yeah, the very last scene when he's in the hospital. Yeah. I think he was in the hospital the whole time. Yeah.
2: it It's a whole thing. You'll have to watch it and tell us what you think.
1: Huh.
0: Okay. Have you seen it? No, uh-uh. Oh well yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Spoiler warning. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so have you have you guys seen any uh movies? You and your girlfriend? Um no, I mean Take her to a movie, man. I yeah, mean come on. I know I'm
1: slacking. What's going on? Yeah. Um yeah, we're just we're like home cats, man. We just like to do the whole Netflix thing
2: and uh And chill. Yeah,
1: yeah. More of the <laughs> chill part. But yeah. <laughs> So,
0: oh my! Yeah,
1: I'm a huge cartoon guy, man. I just, I'm trying Oh, you're gonna get Nick going now. Yeah. <laughs> I like cartoons, no doubt. Yeah. I was
0: watching Looney Tunes the other night at like midnight. Classic. Hell yeah! Yeah, you
1: can't go wrong, man.
0: It was, uh, it was the one where they were so violent back in the Yosemite. day. Yosemite Sam it. was like a spaceman, and he like came down and was like, a, you know, going after Bugs Bunny for some reason. But he like came down in a UFO, and he's like in this like green suit, and he's like. Got this robot that's helping him out, trying to get Bugs Bunny. And I'm just like, I could see like Marvin the Martian, but why did they put Yosemite Sam up in space? It was, it was very bizarre.
2: A lot of doobies being rolled back in the day in Dude, that uh, studio. Something was going
1: on. <laughs> Smoking the old uh, jazz cabbage, <laughs> 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 the old uh, devil's lettuce.
0: Yeah, you know what's going on back there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it was fun. So, well, I'm pulling for Jojo Rabbit. I, yeah, I just I, I'm. Just afraid it's just up against some stiff competition, but
2: okay. So Scarlett Johansson's up for an Oscar for it. If I'm not actually mm-hmm. up for two for two different movies, yeah, yeah. So she's got better than better than even odds on that. I mean, yeah, but, but you know, she was great in Jojo Rabbit. She was, yeah. And Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, like, really, really, he did. made the movie.
0: Dude, you got to see Jojo Rabbit. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. We can't recommend that one enough. It's a World War Two movie. Oh. Lots of Nazis. Like lots of Nazis. Lots of all just all the Nazis. It's
0: about a kid who is in the Hitler youth. Okay. And he um has this imaginary friend which is Adolf Hitler, kinda directing him and telling him stuff. And it's supposed to symbolize the brainwashing, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so but anyway, but Hitler's goofy as hell. And so anyway It's the
2: it's the director of the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and I can't remember his name now. But um his mom is played by um Scarlett Johansson. Well, Scarlett Johansson is secretly helping the Jewish people of, uh, you know, try and get out. So she's got this little Jewish girl hiding in her house and the little boy finds the Jewish girl. And so throughout the course of the movie, he has to kind of like wrestle with his Hitler Youth training versus discovering this girl and realizing that She's not some like bizarre demon and, uh, you know, whatnot, and trying to like rationalize the fact that, hey, no, she's an actual human being. While at the same time, Berlin is getting ready to fall. Oh. Like it's at the end of the movie, yeah. end of the war and everything, and Berlin's falling and all It's actually a really good movie. That sounds good, yeah. For a while. So I found the director's name who actually
2: plays Hitler in the movie. I can't pronounce it. You want to give it a shot? Ta- Taika Watiki? Taika Watiki? Uh, he also goes by no, Taika Cohen. No, it's not ta-
1: what- ta- Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti.
2: Yeah. Watiti? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he does an outstanding he job. He directed in this a movie. Thor Ragnarok. I know he that. He did. Much. You're right. Yeah.
0: So He's like Samoan German. Yeah. I <laughs> guess. It's an odd combination going yeah. on there.
2: He plays a great Hitler, which is a weird sentence to even say out loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so. <laughs>
2: My favorite part of that movie is the grenade. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's we can't good. say anymore because we're just going to spoil it. I know. But you we guys just... have got to watch this movie. Anyway.
0: So, Jeff, are you done with your cigar over there? No. Oh, okay. But you I did, I did take a uh, quick
2: break because I was smoking a lot faster than you guys. Oh, okay. This is a good stick, man. I like it. It was mm-hmm. a good recommendation,
0: Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was. Well, I guess final thoughts. Anything for the good of the cause? I just I think This, this is, is a great on cigar. On a and stuff. remind us, what are we smoking again? This is the um, Casa Cuba Flor Fina.
2: Yeah. And Um, it's available here at the world-famous Hill Cigar Company. St. Louis Landmark. Yep. Yep. So you can come by and pick that up and say hi to Ryan. It's amazing to me how many of our listeners have told us or told the folks here
0: at the Hill that they've come in
2: because of the podcast.
0: We've had at least a couple people from Chicago swing by.
1: I've, I've dealt with them personally, so thank you guys for that. Hey, no problem. You guys are bringing us business. Appreciate Try, it. Bringing Bring in We're all about it.
0: All over the place. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Snapping necks and cashing checks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more the neck snapper.
2: <laughs> I
0: just don't have any checks to cash. Earning <laughs> and burning. Earning and burning, baby. Here we go. So. <laughs> well, unless anybody else has anything for the good of the cause. Brian, what
2: are your thoughts sitting in with the ignorance here? Oh, God. like What's your overview of what we've just done?
1: Um, <laughs> you guys are very special in my heart. Uh, Aww, <laughs> you guys. Are I think funny. he just said we're very special. But <laughs> I'm, I'm emphasizing the special part. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, thank you guys for bringing me on. It's awesome to just uh, smoke a stick with you guys and hang out. I appreciate. It's been a it. great time. Well, yeah, very cool.
0: So. Well, fun. Well, we appreciate your time. Hey, Ryan. And, uh, he's going to tell everybody to stay smoky. God damn it, Jay. Stay smoky. He always tramples my ending. So, <laughs> anyway. I just like to trigger you at every turn. Well, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Podcast. It has. (laughs) With our buddy Ryan. Yay, Ryan. Yeah. I'm Nick. (laughs) That's Gator. And that's Ryan. And we'll see you next time. So stay smoky.